Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I am Ryan Warmly, joined today by Derek Brown of Fantasy Pros and fantasy football analyst on NFL Network, Michael Florio. Florio, thank you so much for making the time for us in what is the busiest time of year for everybody in this industry. Yeah, no, thank you guys so much for having me in what is the busiest time uh, of the year in this industry. And you two, I'm very excited to be doing the show with, but can we have a word? Where, where's Joe Pizapia? He, I, I thought Joe was going to be joining us. Joey P needs breaks. He hosts way too many shows as it is. So here I am filling in as best I can for Joey Pizza Pizza. I will do my best to fill his <laughs> shoes as I always do. Debra, how are you doing here? Busy as ever? I'm doing good, man. I think Joe's still recuperating from the weekend that we had at Flex Draft. Uh, probably still licking his wounds from that. So that could account for uh, the MIA here. But, you know, Worm, always good to do a show with you. I'm always interested to see what kind of curveball you're going to throw me. <laughs> they ought to be interesting. Uh, well, the curveball usually just ends up being let's talk more about the Ravens or former Terps players. Sure. Today we are talking about 12 must-have players that you guys are targeting on draft day. If you hear us re reference rankings or sort of draft costs, we're typically going to be talking about our half PPR expert consensus rankings. You can find that on the Fantasy Pros website. But guys, we're going to go 6-1 to one from each of you for a total of 12. And Florio, we will start with you. Who is your number six must have player on draft day this season i should know this um i know the six i don't know what order so who is number six for me you have calvin <laughs> ridley here at number six i swear calvin we're a professional ridley. show i swear <laughs> calvin ridley i love calvin ridley this year uh and i don't mind paying around three price to get him i did it the other day i i like it a lot more in round four um but my thing is, Doug Peterson has always loaded his number one target uh, with volume. They average around 123 targets per year. But strong case to be made, I think, that Calvin Ridley is the most talented pass catcher that Peterson has ever had the privilege of coaching. He also, Calvin Ridley, I look at what Christian Kirk did last year. Wide receiver 12 in overall points, top 20 in points per game. And he did it largely because he was able to win downfield. Uh Calvin Ridley is a better field stretcher. He's a better red zone target. That is where you can get your points and chunks as a receiver. I, I think the world has forgotten just a little bit of how good Calvin Ridley is in this pass first offense with Trevor Lawrence, who I think will take the next step as well this year and be an MVP candidate himself. I think all of that happens because of the presence of Calvin Ridley. And that is someone that I want on my fantasy team. One of the things we've talked a lot about this offseason on this show is that elite players don't just forget how to be elite. So Florio, like obviously Russ is the biggest question surrounding Ridley, you know, more so than anything else. So what would you say your concern level is on the rust or are you in that camp of he's an elite player he's still going to be an elite player to to quote johnny manzel zero <laughs> um i i'm not worried at all when it comes to the rust i i admit the first couple of weeks maybe he doesn't look like the calvin ridley of old but 
My mindset when it comes to drafts and fantasy football as a whole is I don't want my team to be playing its best football the first three weeks of the season. I just have to get in the playoffs. And in some leagues, that means I need to be a game over 500. So as much as we all love the regular season and everything, if the first month looks kind of gross for Calvin Ridley, but the last month looks amazing... If I make the playoffs, he's going to lead me to championships. So I I am not really that worried about uh, the rust. I also think it's a little bit different since he gets this whole season to work with the team. If it was something like a Deshaun Watson type situation last year, I think it would be a lot different. But he is with the team all summer, is going to be there week one and, and on. So I'm really not too worried at all about rust before we get to the rest of our players i want to take just a second to tell everyone about our 2023 fantasy football draft kit at fantasypros.com kit it's packed with content on must-have draft targets players to avoid sleepers rankings position primers and more from Derek brown pat fitzmorris andrew erickson and others premium subscribers will get extra access to exclusive content along with our draft tools and our discord where you can interact directly with our analysts through amas and stages again that's our 2023 fantasy football draft kit at fantasypros.com slash kit. Debro, hit me with your number six. All right. Well, this is going to be familiar for people that tuned into the show last year, but I'm back on the same sauce. It's Sky Moore, baby. And this all comes down to like, look, you can gripe and complain, and I will too, that Sky Moore did not get a lot of playing time last year. But if anybody's out there telling you that Sky Moore is not a talented player, fade that noise immediately. Last year, I get small sample size, but we one season is a small sample size, people. But what we saw out of Sky Moore, especially projecting him this year, because camp news right now is he's going to be the starting slot wide receiver, stay on the field in two wide receiver sets, is fantastic. Sky Moore last year amongst 96 wide receivers with at least 70 slot routes. 28th in target per route run rate, 25th in yards per route run. If you looked at even the overall scope of 119 wide receivers with at least 150 routes, he was 7th in yak per reception, 10th in missed tackles, 4th per reception. So this is all to say that the talent is there with Sky Moore, and it is real. So while small school player didn't hit the ground running in a complicated offense in one of the best offenses in the NFL. I'm not shying away because again, we're and, and I'm going to continue this for the rest of this episode. Cause I got some other names here. Second year wide receivers are strong bets to make in fantasy. And sky Moore is definitely one that I'm going to make. What's what's the ceiling here in your eyes? Like best case scenario, end of the season Moore is finishing as wide receiver. What? Top 15 guy. Top 15. Ceiling is is top 12, top 15. Do you agree with that ceiling, Floria? Don't get upset with me, Debro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am I am more in on it, it's no secret at all. Like I'm in on Kadarius Tony. Kadarius uh, Tony guy. Of these receivers and and I think that his upside is top 12, top 15. So that's where uh, I but I will admit one of these two guys has to hit, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I also have sprinkled in some Rasheed Rice uh, in, in best ball drafts just because I think he'll have, a you know, some spike weeks here and there. But it's not going to be Richie James leading this this receiving room. And if it is, something has gone terribly wrong for the other three is what I keep saying. So while I'm in on Tony, I do think Sky Moore is also a bet worth uh, worth taking. Florio, Kadarius Tony is not your number five. Do you know who your number five is? 
I do. I now know all of them thanks to uh, to Debro over here sending me. Uh, I knew the six. I just didn't remember what order we had put them in. Uh, number five for me is Amari Cooper. And the reason I like Cooper so much is because you have to pay a wide receiver two price to get him. And he's been a rock solid wide receiver two for a while now. I know he had that one down year in Dallas, but last year was wide receiver 10 overall, 17 in points per game. Uh, He's gone over a thousand yards in all but one season in the last six. Uh, It's like six of his last seven seasons. He has at least seven touchdowns in them. Last year, he was third in red zone targets at the position. So all of that to me points to him having a very safe floor. Like I, I think he is a lock to finish somewhere around in the top 15, and that's the price you have to pay to get him. But I also think Amari Cooper comes with more upside than ever before because look at what Deshaun Watson's wide receiver ones have always done historically. Like, even Will Fuller, who I loved that year, was a wide receiver one when he was the top target for Deshaun Watson. So you add in the potential huge quarterback upgrade if Watson can look like his old self. The scoring opportunities go up. Everything increases. So I still think Watson brings a safe floor. If he was able to do it with Brissett, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do it with Watson. But then if Watson can look like his old self, I think that arguably could be the best quarterback Cooper has ever played with. So... You're not really having to pay for that ceiling, and I I know Cooper's been kind of boring recently, but I think he could be the most exciting season of his career this year. So uh, I I really like taking him in the fourth round. I I would like it even more if he falls to the fifth, which only happens occasionally, but typically the fourth round is the sweet spot. Debro, in looking at the ranking for Amari Cooper from the Fantasy Bros analysts, Erickson has him fifteen. Fitz has him 15. Joey P has him 15. You have him 22nd. So why are you so much lower on Cooper? I think I'm just lower on Deshaun Watson. And I know we, we've talked about this all offseason. Elite players don't forget how to be elite. I think that we also do have to bake in what we saw to Deshaun Watson last year as another data point. And for me, it's more of just like I'm hedging my bets with Amari Cooper. I think the volume is definitely going to be there. But the ceiling is in question for me because it's I think it's more of a wider range of outcomes of what we get out of Deshaun Watson this year and even the passing rate for this team because as much as thing as we want to talk about how good Amari Cooper has been, could be, will be, and we're still talking about, okay, well, David Njoku is going to be a thing. Is he? Elijah Moore is going to have a bounce back. Only certain amounts of these, all these things that we want to happen are going to happen. So for me, it's more just hedging my bets against Watson and the passing rate for the Cleveland Browns. Before we get to our next player, I want to take a quick second to talk to everyone about Fantrax. Guys, if you want customization in your fantasy platform, look no further than Fantrax, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. Their free NFL Fantasy Football League Manager is the most customizable, easy-to-use, feature-rich platform in the industry that can easily import any current leagues you have on other platforms and begin customizing your settings immediately. Personally, I use Fantrax for my college football, fantasy league my dynasty baseball fantasy league and of course my longtime dynasty nfl league made the switch as well whether it's devi leagues idp decimal scoring tight end premium unique matchup settings like weekly double headers there's a reason why fantasy players who try fan tracks make it the permanent home for all their fantasy leagues because they have it all so switch your leagues today by heading to fantrax.com slash fantasy pros that's f-a-n-t-r-a-x.com slash fantasy pros fan tracks the home of fantasy sports Debra let's go to your number five well recency bias crew is not gonna like this one if they hate it sky more they're not gonna like me talking about cam Akers. but 
I'm still here, baby. And I think that what we saw out of the stretch run for Cam Akers weeks 13 through 18 as the Rams bell cow is coming back in a big way this year inside of what was a broken offense last year. He in, in that sample size of weeks 13 through 18 RB five in fantasy points per game. So while people could be snubbing their nose that I have him ranked as an RB one on the site and yes, go check the ranks RB 11. I understand it sounds spicy to people, but we've already seen this type of production out of Cam Akers. And I think we're going to see it again this year. No, I'm not worried about Zach Evans or Kyron Williams. And yes, I've seen the little blurbs about Kyron Williams getting some of the passing down work. But my whole thing that comes down to Cam Akers is he is going to get snaps in five of those final six games. 72% or higher snap rate, and he was productive. We need to sit here and throw out the full season numbers for Cam Akers out the window because, yes, we want to talk about he was coming back from an Achilles tear. Then the further out from that, we saw him regain that explosiveness. So in that six-game sample, 62 running backs with 20 or more rushing attempts. He was third lowest in stuff rate. He had the sixth highest missed tackle force per attempt rate and the sixth highest success rate on man and gap runs per fantasy points data. Yeah, baby, I'm all back in on Cam Akers. He's going to get the volume, and we're going to see him finally put it all together in a full season as a fantasy RB1. Where do you expect this Rams offense to finish in the NFL this season? Because I know that he did most of his production last year when the offense was already injured and bad. So I'm not saying that the offense has to be great for him to be great, but just out of curiosity, what do you think the ceiling is on the Rams offense as a whole? Assuming Stafford and Cup are healthy for the entire season, I think that we're going to get a Rams offense because their defense is atrocious. It's terrible. They're going to be throwing a lot. They're going to have to put up points, and we're going to see that as long as they're healthy. And I get that that, that's a big if for a lot of people. But if they're healthy, healthy, like we're talking about a top 12, top 15 offense as far as scoring. And I don't think even top 15, that's not asking a whole lot out of this offense for Cam Akers to have touchdown and scoring opportunities. Florio, hit me with your number four. I know Debro's going to like this one. Oh. Darren Waller, the baller, who I, much like Debro, I have been on ever since he, I, I love Darren Waller going back to the Raiders days, but especially since the Giants have acquired him, I've been all over him. Last year, I understand he missed time due to injury, but on a per route basis, he was up there with the best in the league. Like his yards per route ran is on pace with TJ Hawkinson. It's right there with Kyle Pitts. It's a little bit behind Travis Kelsey, but who isn't at the position? Uh, So he still has the capability, but last year he was being asked to play a role that he is not suited for. In my opinion, he was getting less volume because the target vacuum that is Devontae Adams was there. So to make up for it, they were using him more downfield in the intermediate to deep part of the field. Now he's back with the giants. He's going to, bring that that air yard per target back down into the single digits. I think around nine to 10 is where he's always thrived. Last year was over 13. That doesn't sound like a huge jump, but that is a big difference when we're talking about, he saw something like 40 targets because he got hurt and missed so much time. If you guaranteed me today that Darren Waller plays all 17 games, the only tight end that I think gets more volume than him that has a chance of getting more volume than him is Travis Kelsey. 
Outside of that, I think Darren Waller is a lock to lead the position in volume. And I trust Brian Dable so much to put his star playmaker in a position to succeed. Every day out of Giants camp, we are hearing that no one can guard Darren Waller. I think that is going to be the case again this year. He is my tight end three right now, um, but he goes off the board at tight end seven. So I have him. He is my most drafted tight end. My approach this year, I take Travis Kelsey in round one sometimes because I, I don't want to have no Travis Kelsey shares. And if I don't get him, I just wait until like the seventh round and grab Darren Waller. Debro hears you say that you have Waller at tight end three and says that's too low. He's got him at tight end <laughs> two in half PPR leagues. Debro, I'm going to limit you to under 20 seconds. Just <laughs> praise Waller for a second. Waller, the baller returns in 2023, baby. I'm so ready for it, man. This offense is being designed exactly like they've designed it for Travis Kelsey. It's Kelsey and all the rest of everybody, except for Sky Moore. In the Giants camp, it's going to be Waller and all of the rest of these beta wide receivers. I'm here for it. Guys, anyone who knows me knows how much I love going to see sports in person. I've talked about how excited I am to see my first place Baltimore Orioles live in San Diego next week, checking off my 15th MLB stadium, which means I'm halfway to seeing all 30, and I plan to get all the way to 30 with the help of Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite baseball team, band, or comedian, download Game Time. And again, it's not just sports. August means huge summer concerts and comedy shows all across the country and game time has your tickets download the game time app and redeem code fantasy pros for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again download the game time app and enter code fantasy pros for twenty dollars off no matter where you live get out and have some fun this week download game time today and enter code fantasy pros last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Business, it's all the things that keep this world turning. And behind every one of these companies is a partner helping to keep it all moving. It's why the local flower shop and your favorite pizza joint, the startup and the stadium, hospitals and hotels, banks and restaurants nationwide, all choose the advanced network, cybersecurity solutions, and round-the-clock trusted partnership from Comcast Business, the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Call or visit ComcastBusiness.com to learn more. Debro, give me your next must-have player. Oh, the next guy I talked about, and I've talked about him on previous shows. Erickson and I got in a very spirited debate about him previously. Damian Pierce, man. I, I love Damian Pierce. And I think that if we weren't so wide receiver-centric this year and how much we love wide receivers, if you we would rewind a few seasons. Damian Pierce would be a guy everybody would be talking about. He'd be going, again, like the hype was heavy last year, what did Damian Pierce do to disappoint on that hype? He was the RB20 in fantasy points per game, RB16 in expected fantasy points per game. Not only that, he checked multiple boxes as far as efficiency. 13th in missed tackles force per attempt. He had the third, and this is the other big point, and I talked about this on previous shows. Go back to listen to the RB tiers episode with Joey P, me, and Erickson. But this offensive line is going to get better because, honestly, they have nowhere to go but up, guys. Damian Pierce ran behind an offensive line last year that had the third third lowest yards before contact per attempt. So basically, this guy, if he wasn't so good at breaking tackles, he would have had a terrible year. But because of that, he had a really solid season last year. And guess what? He's going to have an even better sophomore season. Not only that, we haven't even seen what he can do in the passing game. That's going to be unlocked this year. C.J. Stroud is going to operate a better offense than Davis Mills ever could. And for everybody at home, Damian Pierce was extremely good in the passing game in college. Outside of bad coaching and stuff, we're talking about a player that not only excelled in pass blocking snaps, he's going to own that passing down roll over Devin Singletary, considering he only allowed zero sacks and one quarterback hit in all of college as well as he was 15th in yards per route run in his final season at Florida. I'm ready for Damian Pierce to be a three-down workhorse in this Houston Texans offense, which honestly, as we get more reports out of camp, I think is going to be a better offense than people are giving it credit for. This is another player where Debro is easily the odd man out compared to the Fantasy Pros crew. In this case, he's much higher. In fact, you're at least 10 spots higher than every other Fantasy Pros mm-hmm. analyst on Damian Pierce. I'm not quite there with you. You have him RB13 currently. I'm not quite there, yep. but I am closer to you than I am to the other guys. I, I think the offense is going to be way better than expected. I think Pierce is going to be better than expected. So, Florio, I'm curious from you, where do you land on Pierce? Where do the other guys have him ranked? 23rd, 23rd, and 26th, and then Debro's got him 13th. I'm pretty much smack in the middle. He's in my top 20, but he's not 13. I, I think I have him something like RB 18 or 19. Um, I, I do like the talent of Damian Pierce a whole lot. I, I do find myself either Cam Akers goes a lot where he goes, and I have Akers and him back-to-back, and I also I, I like Miles Sanders a lot in that range. Um but everything that Debro said, like I agree with. I think Pierce is a really good running back. The only concern I have 
is that I think Devin Singletary is a bigger threat to steal some volume than anyone that he had to share the backfield with last year. That's fair. Let's stick with you, Florio. Bill, Bill's Homer says what? <laughs> Devin Singletary is the is the epitome of an of an league average back. <laughs> Florio, let's stick with you for your next pick. Uh, my next pick, I was hoping. Oh no, that I was hoping number two was right now because it would have sequenced perfectly into it. But uh, another one that I know we're on the same page with here, Jamison Williams. He is my guy this year. He is my most drafted player in drafts so far this year. And I do not see that changing. Um, I, in early drafts took this kid with a top 40 pick back in like March. And I was like, I think come August, this will be consensus. Um, obviously it didn't happen because of the suspension, but I, I love so much about Jamison Williams game. He, he received, he came out in that loaded draft class uh, now two years ago with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and, and a ton of talent. He received the highest next gen prospect score of all of them. So I, I think that goes a long way. He was uber efficient in college. So productive would have arguably been the top wide receiver taken potentially if he didn't tear his ACL that year. You talk about explosiveness. He is one of the most explosive players in the league. And I put out a thread on Twitter right now. This is a couple weeks old, but there's, yeah, I know you look at his game log and it's one catch for 40 yards and a touchdown, but there was a number of plays where he won downfield and Jared Goff just didn't connect with him. You give these two the whole summer to work out and get that chemistry together. And I think the Lions are doing it right, but saying like, we're going to give Jamison Williams as many snaps as possible this summer because he needs them. But you talk about week seven on first, the first six weeks of the season are the easiest to navigate when it comes to getting by with the player on suspension, because one, you're not drafting Jamison Williams to be a starter. You are not drafting him, not expecting him to be out. Like you already could plan for this. Plus bye weeks don't come into effect for the first four weeks of the season. Injuries aren't as piled up as they are early on. But I think if this kid hits double digit rounds, you get him in. If he hits in the second half of the season, he brings league winning upside on an offense that I think will take the next step forward. I think him and Amon Ross St. Brown, we're going to be talking about them as one of the top wide receiver duos a year from now. So I am all about getting the upside that the league winner that Jamison Williams is in the double digit rounds. So six weeks suspension. Let's give them a month. Shake off the rust when he gets back. We sit here after their week nine by week 10. Where do you think he will be ranked in your weekly rankings at that point? What kind of receiver will people have for the second half of the season? Easily well, a wide receiver three, but I'm going to say he'll be a top 24 wide receiver with with RB1 uh sorry wide receiver one upside easily guys it's time to look ahead to the future with our here's to what's next segment presented by Miller Lite we're using this segment to look ahead and celebrate the future stars of fantasy football by talking about our favorite sleepers and today I want to ask about a player who was everybody's favorite sleeper just last year and that's Gabe Davis Debro I will start with you is Davis the most classic post type sleeper of all time yeah, I mean, he perfectly fits the bill here, Worm. Uh, with Gabe Davis, I, the thing that does not get brought up enough about Gabe Davis is how much his season last year was hampered by injury. Now, when we saw him uh, healthy last year, we saw flashes of brilliance, which we saw in the playoffs the previous season. So a fully healthy Gabe Davis, can he still take that next step? Because he's going to be the deep threat in Josh Allen's uh, repertoire. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm in on Gabe Davis as a post-hype guy. So, Florio, as a Bills fan, we'll clear out the paint for you and let you just go to work on Gabe Davis. I am in on Gabe Davis as a value this year. I think that a big reason why he's going where he's going is because he's paying for the sins of the fantasy community. We overhyped him last year. That's on us, not on him. But I agree with Debro, the injuries. like Not only did Gabe Davis suffer an ankle injury early in the season, which he said lingered and hampered him throughout the year, Let's look at Josh Allen's elbow injury. Before the elbow injury, he had a 109.5 rating on deep passes, 20-plus air yards, and averaged 18.9 yards per attempt. After the elbow injury, the rating dropped to 66.8, and he averaged 8.7 yards per attempt on those passes. I love Josh Allen. He was not the same quarterback after he hurt his elbow. His fantasy stats went down. Davis really struggled from that point on. So I think with both being healthy this year and the three four round discount you get on him compared to last year i think it is a great post hype sleeper to take a shot on and a strong wide receiver value with a miller light in your hand summer doesn't just taste great it tastes like miller time to get miller light delivered right to your door visit millerlight.com slash fantasy pros that's millerlight.com slash fantasy pros or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer celebrate responsibly miller brewing company milwaukee wisconsin 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces Debra, let's go to your number three. My number three is guy, a guy has got to be Deontay Johnson. I keep talking about him on this show, but the thing about it is, is that people are not listening because he's still drafted in that wide receiver three range, and I'm still going to keep gobbling up all of this value. With Deontay Johnson last year, again, it was the ultimate run bad last year. Over the last two seasons, and this comes back to a talent opportunity, and Deontay gets this in spades and he will continue to get this because what he gets is he gets open all the time if you look over the last two combined seasons he is second behind only aj brown in open score deontay johnson is going to be the unequivocal wide receiver one in this offense he was 10th in red zone targets and i i said it's run bad everybody knows he didn't score any freaking touchdowns he's gonna score touchdowns this year and i'm not telling you it's gonna be double digits but anywhere between six and eight touchdowns is gonna be plenty enough for him to pay off at his price point for a guy that was wide receiver 20 and expected fantasy points per game and you look back at the rear view wide receiver eight wide receiver 22 in the two previous years touchdowns come back Deontay's going to be a top 20 guy this year. Florio, I will once again ask you to make a ruling between Debro and the entire rest of the Fantasy Pro staff who rank Deontay Johnson 27th, 27th, and 26th. Debro's got him up at 18. Which side are you closer to? I'm closer to the others. Um, I'm sorry. I, I love Deontay Johnson a- as a talent. I... I was on this crusade early in the offseason where I did not understand why George Pickens was getting drafted ahead of him. Um, but that that has changed. My only concern, I don't have any concerns with Deontay Johnson, the player. I have a ton of concerns with Kenny Pickett and how many scoring opportunities. Like, obviously, he's going to get more touchdowns, but is he going to get more than like five? I, I don't know because I think Kenny Pickett is pretty terrible. Every time we've talked about Deontay Johnson in the offseason and I have brought up that my concerns are because of Kenny Pickett, I've been called a Ravens homer by Debro. He (laughs) side with you, apparently. Are are you a Pickett guy? Am I a Pickett guy? I mean, I'm not so much of a Pickett guy as I think Pickett can be good enough to allow Deontay to sit here and have a bounce back season. Pickett's numbers down the stretch were sneaky, very, very good if you look at passing grades and yards per attempt and things like that. But 
I will say this. I was not a picky guy coming out as a prospect, but some of those numbers down the stretch did kind of sway me into saying, okay, I don't know if Pickett's going to be great, fantastic, but I think he could be good enough. Florio, let's get to the final Buffalo Bill we are talking about today. <laughs> I, I have Twitter up as my secondary screen right now, so I see Debro was tweeting about James Cook just a little while ago. Of I love me some James Cook this year. And what I keep saying is James Cook is paying for Devin Singletary's sins. And I said a little while ago that he, Singletary is the epitome of league average. Uh, so that's why he was only able to be an RB3 with the volume that he had been seeing last year. People make it seem like Bill's running backs get no volume whatsoever. Devin Singletary has been good for at least 175 carries in two straight seasons and over 50 targets in three straight. You give that sort of volume to James Cook, who led the NFL in explosive runs last year, whereas Devin Singletary was around league average. Uh we're talking now about some of those Singletary runs that went for five, maybe 10 yards going for 40, 50. I don't know, even more yards than that. Like this guy's going to have long runs in him, long touchdowns. And he is a way better receiver than Devin Singletary. So not only could he get those dump off passes that Singletary has already been getting, but we're seeing highlights of him in camp winning downfield. And to me, when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, who... I would say is the best deep ball thrower in football outside of maybe Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and now you have a running back who can utilize that skill set. The sky is the limit. I keep saying, I think James Cook will be a top 20 running back this year um, with even higher upside than that. And you're getting him at an RB three price because of past bills running backs, not because of anything James Cook has done. So I like James Cook a lot. Obviously you two both like James Cook a lot, but Debro. Whenever we post about James Cook, we obviously did the Miller Lite segment a couple of weeks ago where we talked about him and, and here's to what's next. We get some pushback from the audience who isn't quite there. So we all like him, but why are the masses not on board with us in our love for James Cook this year? They're worried about red zone opportunities. They're worried about Damian Harris, who, by the way, is already dealing with a knee injury in camp and missing time right now. Like, that's what it all comes down to. There's there. Oh, well, Josh Allen doesn't check down. He's the goal linebacker. And I'm like, okay, all of these things, you've seen what Devin Singletary has done in this offense. And James Cook is a better running back. And, and I, I brought this up on multiple shows, but Florio probably hasn't heard this one. Florio, I'm curious your take on this one. I look at James Cook as the discount version of Jameer Gibbs. Thoughts? I, 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 Jameer Gibbs, another one of my guys this year. I, I can see the comparison. Again, discount is, is the right word because I don't yeah, want to put discount. too lofty. But yeah, I, I can see the similarities right away. And I, you are the first person I've heard say that. So yeah, this is the first time. That comparison has also drawn the ire of some of our Twitter followers. So Devro <laughs> is happy to hear you agree with that. Uh, Devro, give me your number two must-have player this year. Again, going back to the sophomore receiver, well, it's got to be Chris Olave. And again, this is talent. This is betting on talent and opportunity and the ascension of a guy that showed us in his first season in the NFL that he has alpha type upside. You're looking at Chris Olave. He was ninth in open score amongst wide receivers over the last two years. Top 15 and target share, target per route run rate. The things that what I think also adds to his ceiling, because people are going to look at that wide receiver 25 finish last year and say, can he get as high as we have him ranked in the industry? Can he get as high as we think he possibly can? And I'll push back on it in saying, 
we're not asking a whole lot out of this offense or Derek Carr to just be better than tossing Chris Olave better targets when Chris Olave finished 53rd in catchable target rate last year. And if he gets more work in the red zone this year, because he was 40th in red zone targets, then touchdowns, opportunity, everything aligns for Chris Olave to have a monster second season. Yeah, Olave is really interesting because I adore him this year, but I also think he's fairly ranked. If you look at expert consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros, he's 12th which I don't think any of the 11 guys ahead of him, I can really justify taking him over. And yet I love him at the price. And I think he is going to smash. And if healthy, like I will be shocked if he's not a wide receiver one this year. So where I draft him is a little different than how much I love him. Florio, what do you make of Olave this year? I I agree with everything that both of you had said. Like I I have him ranked at 13 at wide receiver, just because the 11, like you said, and then I have Calvin Ridley ahead of him. Um, but to, to selflessly plug a little bit that I did 25 top breakout candidates this year, you could get the video over at NFL plus and, uh, number one for me is Chris Olave, uh, for a lot of the reasons that you said, I, I kind of called him, I gave him the nickname, Mr. Air yards and Derek Carr was just a better deep ball thrower than any of these saints quarterbacks last season. Mm -hmm. So that paired with everything else that, that D bro said, I think uh, a big breakout season is coming. Florio, it's time for your number one. And just to let everybody know, this also would have been Debro's number one if Florio didn't claim him first. I, I, me and we, we like a lot of the same players, if you can't tell. Uh, but for me, number one is Tony Pollard. And last season, Tony Pollard finishes the RB8 in overall and points per game. And people. Now, now there's over the 220 carries vacated by Zeke Elliott's leaving and it's like 23 targets because Zeke was not catching any passes last year. But he was getting a lot of the goal line work as well, which is so valuable for fantasy football. And I think that's going to be even more volume added on to Tony Pollard's plate. And the concern I've seen is like, what if he can't hold up? What if he... I'm like, based off of what? Because last season he had a career high in volume and he got more explosive and more efficient as a runner than he had been in previous years. So I think that Tony Pollard in this Cowboys offense as their lead running back with very little competition behind him right now, uh, I'm just praying that they don't sign Zeke Elliott. Um, But as of right now, I think he has a clear path to being the RB1. I think he should be drafted as a top five or six running back, depending on how you feel about some of the other top guys with question marks around him. And uh, I really thought coming into this year, you were going to need to pay a first round price to get Tony Pollard. Now you can get him in the mid to late second round. It feels like stealing every time I get to take him there, but I, I love it. You pair him with an elite wide receiver in round one, and you could have a top five player at the two most important positions in fantasy football. Do you know, Florio, where Debro has Tony Pollard ranked amongst running backs? I think I saw him tweet this out. Is it number one? It is number one. You so so would you take him first overall? I would not take him first overall because you don't have to take him first overall. Yeah, but I mean, I think uh, will I take him in the first round in some drafts if I want him? Absolutely. Well, I, I've, I've done it the, already. I think that's an interesting question earliest? because if you're picking high in the first round. He might not fall to the late second. So if he is your RB1, let's say Jefferson and Chase are off the board, you're picking third. It is kind of a risk to see if he will get back to you in the late second. So would you take him third, potentially, Debra? 
I would yes. Okay. If I'm going to sit here and push my chips in, and I'm going to back up my ranking of him as the RB one overall, because again, I, I've been throwing out monikers on this show, so why not another one? Here you go, Florio. I look at it and, and, and tell me if I'm wrong here. The entire offseason, did we not hear all of these bad narratives when Austin Eckler became the lead back for the Los Angeles? I look at Tony Pollard as Austin Eckler 2.0, and I'm not missing this train. I'm not. All right. Yeah, I, I I used to have to joke around and say I was Jon Snow fighting uh, in, in that famous battle where he's fighting the entire army. Because that offseason, mm-hmm. very few of us were in on Austin Eckler, and so many people were out. I, I, I do like that call a lot. Battle of the Bastards was the battle that I didn't know if I could say yes, the, yes. I, the I thought that name. might be I thought that might be it. Uh I in fact I actually don't even know if we can say it, so hopefully we can. Uh D bro, give me your number one must have flair. That is not Tony Pollard. Well, since I'm going to war here, I've got to go with my guy, and I've been hyping him since senior bowl, and I'm not gonna stop now, man. Christian Watson, my number one guy. I'm gonna sit here and push the chips in again. And we're talking about making bets on talented players. Christian Watson is that dude. He showed it last year, and he's going to stay that dude. There's nobody on that wide receiver depth chart that's going to contest him for targets this year. And regardless of whatever you think about Jordan Love, again, I've talked about varying levels of quarterback play on this show so far. The Derek Carrs of the world, the Kenny Picketts. I'm betting on talent, people. And Christian Watson has that in spades. 14th and open score right behind everybody's new favorite breakout wide receiver, Garrett Wilson. Christian Watson doesn't get that same type of respect. Last year, weeks 10 through 18, he was wide receiver eight in fantasy points per game, second in yards per route run, 10th in yak per reception. Whether it's Jordan Love giving him short area targets and Christian Watson turns on the afterburners and takes it to the house, or he's catching deep bombs, which we've seen plenty of those in training camp and the highlights, Christian Watson is that dude, remains that dude, and will be that dude in 2023. Quickly before we wrap, Florio, what is your stance on Jordan Love this season, just while we're talking about the Packers offense, because he's such a divisive player? I am I'm not sold on Jordan Love. I understand that he's looked good in camp and stuff. Um, I also understand Aaron Rodgers was a legend, and they didn't want to get rid of him and stuff, but I feel like if... If Jordan Love was ready a year ago, maybe they would have made the move a year ago. I, I do think there's upside here with Jordan Love. I'm not going to say that that doesn't exist, um, but I'm just not as sold. And, and because of that, I think I'm a little bit lower on Christian Watson than you are, D-Bro. But uh, I, I agree with everything you said about him as an individual player. I am just not as sold on his offense and his quarterback. Let's run through the 12 names we mentioned here to recap. Debro from six to one had Sky Moore, Cam Akers, Damian Pierce, Deontay Johnson, Chris Olave, and Christian Watson. Florio from six to one had Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, uh, Darren Waller, Jamison Williams, James Cook, and Tony Pollard. We will wrap up there. Please, everybody, don't forget to check out the opportunities I mentioned with game time and fan tracks. Check out, go buy a Miller Lite for your draft. Check out the draft kit on Fantasy Pros. This is a really fun time of year to be a huge fan fantasy football player and fan and it's just it's i love draft season it's so much fun thank you guys for joining me for Debro and florio i'm ryan warmly we'll see you guys again next time thanks for listening to the fantasy pros football podcast follow us on twitter and instagram at fantasy pros and subscribe to our youtube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros
Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.